0: Kevin Mears, how was your summer vacation?
1: It's coming to a rapid end. Like hitting the brick wall. Today is Friday.
0: Tomorrow are the
1: first official club calf photos for the 2022 fall sale season. Oh, I got some new equipment showing up today. I'm a-
0: I tell you, we got about uh, 30 calves weaned for our first sale. All those days back in February and March, ugly days from snow or ugly days from mud, kind of uh, exciting to debut them to the world. So, uh, okay, piling right in here, uh, reviewing the Ohio State Fair and Indiana State Fair. That's a big show.
1: I've got it. Are you ready? Yes. Our State Fair is a great State Fair. Don't miss it. Don't even be late. And dollars to donuts that our state fair is the greatest state fair in our state. How about that for a hashtag? Kevin Muir sings show tunes.
0: New role, Kevin. Don't ever sing again. Thanks. Is that a real song?
1: Yeah, Rodgers and Hammerstein. There was a musical in the 50s called State Fair. Dollars
0: to donuts that our state fair is the best state fair in our state.
1: It had something
0: to do Whoa, 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 whoa. We'll take your word for it. Let's get on with show review.
1: Taking their <laughs> boar to the Iowa State Fair. It was a musical. It's a real thing. Did you think I just that's made that we, up?
0: That's why you're on the show, because you bring culture to the audience, and me, especially culture.
1: me. The Ohio State Fair, the heart of it all, the Ohio State Fair is awesome. It's amazing. We all need to be cheerleaders for our own our own state fairs. I know when I come to the Iowa State Fair, I like the pork chop, the butterfly chop. I like getting a milkshake from the dairy barn. I love sitting in the historic round Coliseum and watching the shows. I love going to Indiana and watching the shows in the Coliseum. I think the two-story
0: barn in Illinois is awesome. Everybody loves their own state fair. The one thing Ohio can work on is giving their gosh darn exhibitors more than 22,000 out of that, what was it? 500000 that the steer sold for this year. Have
1: you been on Facebook reading?
0: I thought you had mentioned it to me, actually.
1: I had, and if you are friends with me on Facebook, Tom Madro, a couple others, there's been some posts being shared. Our Ohio State Fair cap was set in 1995, and they thought that putting these caps on the champion and reserve champion market animals would reduce cheating. What they don't understand is how people are passionate for those banners, if they pay him five hundred dollars, those caps were set in ninety five, and they haven't been looked at since. The fair manager, Virgil Strickler, they said he's had that. He's been in that job that entire time, and they figure he's probably got a few raises over the
0: years. It, it needs to be adjusted for Joe Biden inflation for sure, year after year. Um, my thought is, is
1: where where has the Ohio State University tuition? What has it raised since ninety five? to 2022.
0: Very good point, Kevin. Let's raise it high enough that these kids can actually afford to go to Ohio State University after they win the state fair.
1: But hey, we're still better than Indiana as far as the money. We don't have to go out and raise our own money. We're better than Kentucky. We're better than the Pennsylvania Farm Show. We're better than than, than, than the show up north in Michigan.
0: Michigan ain't bad. I think Michigan has a $20,000 max for the grand and 10000 for the reserve. <laughs> Looping back towards... Uh... Eldon Miller's deal, that, that was an interview we just posted a couple days ago, 91-year-old Eldon Miller, whenever they first started. A total of 35000 for all species in Minnesota. They've grown that up through the years with Eldon help and also Kent Fese's help. That would have been in the early 80s and now in 2022. They have a half-million-dollar a all-species sale of champions, so it's pretty badass, pretty amazing how uh, times have changed uh Ohio it's a nice little payday 22000 but uh you know shouting out this year's champion an awesome steer has been described to me as the only one that for sure could have won and after that there was about what 20 steers that could have been reserved through fourth or fifth kevin or how do you describe it
1: and i don't want to be disrespectful to any of the cattle in past years
0: but in the past several years i've not thought
1: our ohio state fair was was that extremely tough. I didn't get to go last year. The steer that won, everyone told me that one was a real good calf. I know the family. They're from my county. That gray steer that won last year's fair, I knew that calf was good. But after that, the pictures were just so-so and no one really... No one really gave last year's set of steers really big kudos i've always thought with a six-year-old that the ohio state fair is a very achievable goal if you start with the right kind of cattle and you put the work in this year sitting there on ringside front row for the majority of the heat in the crossbred classes and seeing the purebreds oh boy matt laudner that was a hell of a set of steers and made me rethink about just just maybe have a couple nights breeding heifers for my kid
0: so for those of us that weren't there kevin l mears snapchat feed on snapchat was a really good tool there's been a lot of discussion and excitement back here in iowa even about your Snapchat feed, about a particular class in Division Two, the Grand Steer was in, Judge Brandon Callis took long time, 20 minutes, to figure out which calf he liked the best in that class. Can you describe that class? But yeah, that was a class
1: when they came in, and maybe I should start by saying I, I don't know exactly what the Egbert girl looks like. I just knew there was a black and white calf. I think she had a really good black and white mottled up calf. And there were about three calves in that class. And it took me a second just to figure out which one was Egbert because there was a re- another really, really good painted up black and white calf that went third or fourth in that class. Um, there were six steers, Egbert's that win, the steer that was second, that young man, then this other girl, uh, the black and white calf, I think was a Jesse Hubler steer. Then there was one from Justin Morgan's kid was in there that was fifth. And I think Paige Pence was sixth. And there was another black steer that was seventh, that if he moved a little better, could have been in the top end of that class. I mean, that was my Snapchat, those steers as they were getting talked and getting let out of the ring. And there were a lot of people that snapped me back that said, man, that is a hell of a stout class. You talk about those. And I think the one steer that probably transcends, if you take a hundred judges and put them at the front end, I think the Bruce Egbert steer wins 85% of the time. Maybe even higher, but I think he wins that decisively after that i think there's i think there can be as many as 20 30 steers that could have shook it shaked out into the top five in addition or besides the ones that did that class you're asking me about cows probably took 25 minutes on that class and probably took a solid 10 minutes on that top pair because you know your snapchat fills up after like three minutes after you restart and i had to restart about three times and then he talked to him
0: what was the name of the young person that got second in that class kevin and I don't know who that young person was
1: or where that calf or nothing about the details on that calf. But I thought, okay, this is what everybody's around ringside waiting for. Everybody was kind of holding their breath. You could feel it in the air that this was the pair of the day. Callis talked both them steers real well. Ultimately, he went with the Egbert steer, and I thought, well, that that's going to be your grand reserve steer of the day. Um, that was That was an awesome pair of steers. Now, in that division, he goes ahead and grabs the Jones steer for reserve, and I was kind of talking a little bit. That class didn't hit me maybe quite as hard, but that was a good red steer, and I I think he had had won some shows early. In fact, I I called Kendall Brimmer because I knew Kendall had judged one of our early Ohio shows, and Kendall said that was a lightweight steer when he judged the Ohio show at Clark County, and I think Kendall... I don't know if Kendall made him reserve or got him in the top 5 but Kendall said that was a really good calf early. You know, my question to Kendall was, did he think when he judged early were there that many good steers in Ohio? And, and Kendall's not one to mince words. He thought for his his his, gray, his his top 5, there were four that sure enough were easy ones that were legitimate to pick in that top 5 spot. He said he might have reached out a little bit on a on his fifth overall steer, but he could see quality, you know, in the right homes doing the right things, fed the right way, managed the right way. He, he saw that there were several good steers. You know, I don't know what made Ohio special this year. That's what I keep kind of, kind of wondering through, man. Those steers were good. Anybody, mm-hmm. everybody, the guys in Indiana, the guys, guys in Illinois, I've been to the Illinois state fair. I know how tough the Illinois state fair is. This year's Ohio state fair steer show was extremely competitive and, and all them families need to be really proud.
0: Uh, the only other story that I heard from a long ways away, I wasn't at the show. I was back here in Iowa, but uh, the uh, grand champion steer at the Ohio Beef Expo, the uh, <laughs> black and white and the Joe Jancini raised, probably a crowd favorite, was in that top handful of calves that everybody was talking about at the show. To show people outside of the state of Ohio how competitive Ohio is, that steer was reserved in Division Four, and the steer that beat him was a solid black steer that uh, the McGuire family's sister family had shown. It would be tough to get beat with a calf of that caliber, but it would sting even a little bit deeper that uh, it was your sister that was <laughs> in that division.
1: Well, but, maybe maybe it was all cheering for everybody's family, you know. If I don't get yeah. beat, if I don't win, I certainly want my friends or family to win. Uh, but no, that division, and uh, I was texting someone, you know, was asking me, had that steer showed? And I was kind of giving the play-by-play on the text messages, and that steer, I thought that steer looked really good in class. The, the black and white steer that won our Ohio Beef Expo. I remember seeing that calf at, at, at you know, he Joe Gensini raised him, Charlie Wilson sells them to Dave Geyer. I remember seeing him at Dave Geyer's and thinking, wow, that calf's incredible. And then he went out and won a slew of them shows and did well all spring. The calf wins our Ohio Beef Expo, and he looked really good at our Ohio Beef Expo. People were snapping me, asking me if that calf had showed you know, where that, how that calf looked, how that calf did, uh, after they saw the Egbert snap and he comes out there and I'm like, that dear. He was very striking. The Coliseum, the Cooper arena at the Ohio state fair is a dungeon. It is a dark, dusty, dirty, dark, gloomy, not a happy place. It's I'm so upset. We've got a new show ring, but for some reason we've got a new barn for the cattle but we're not getting to use it. We're not getting to use that nice show ring. The Dungeon and Coliseum, no black calf. It's hard for a black calf to stand out in there. Mm-hmm. That white calf of the, the Charlie Wilson calf, Joe Giancini, Dave Geyer, that calf, he was very striking in the ring, being that much white on the calf. He looked like he was fitted to the tee. I mean, that calf, he looked like he was – it looked like he would win that division from a bystander. You know, not in there, not handling, not being up close on top of them cattle. From from the outside of the ring, it looks like, oh, this calf, it's going to be, he's going to win this division. It's going to be a dogfight in the grand drive. This steer looks really striking. And, and then that black steer that came out of that next class, the other class in that division, that was a real meat and potatoes, big back, big butted, burly calf, a little bit of shoulder, a little thicker neck. But, I mean, just a big, black, solid, fat, meat and potatoes kind of calf. When he picks that black calf, upset. And you can kind of, you kind of feel it in the crowd. I mean, those people that had that black calf that wins, you could hear down in the uh, makeup arena, you could hear them celebrating all the way to the other end. They were pretty excited, and I'm like, ooh, wow. And, and Brandon described the cattle, and, and and that's how that division
0: fell. But that was,
1: those were certainly two of the heat divisions
0: heard many positive comments about the uh, champion market heifer that was fifth overall as well. Tell <coughs> the donor potential on that one. Heard some big names were trying to get that one bought for a donor cow. So, congrats to everyone at Ohio. Uh, good luck as they as you keep that show in mind for next year. You're going to have to hustle pretty hard because uh I don't imagine it's going to get any uh less competitive going forward. Just as a point of record, the the champion steer was Rob Van Hove's High Seller last year, the Broccoli Face calf. Congrats to Rob, Madison, South Dakota. Give Rob a shout in the next month leading up to his pasture sale in mid September. Telephone bid off. I'm sure Rob will have some heat again this year. It's uh nice whenever the high seller from a sale can not only go on and win, but that steer basically won nearly every jackpot it went to. Brings it home with the grand steer at the Ohio State Fair. So moving on to the Indiana State Fair, can you give us the update on the exciting show at Indiana? Let's start with the heifer show. Tell me about who won the Indiana State Fair Breeding Heifers, Kev.
1: Uh, Angus. The Angus, Angus
0: the okay. three family wins it with an Angus. Sired by Mahogany Prime, I had old Mike Denise from Oklahoma reaching out to me trying to get me to flush Margot to old Mahogany Prime. Looks like a hell of a good heifer.
1: At Indiana, I think they've won it three times, and they won it with the Angus, and those people, those, uh, the three judges for Indiana State Fair, they seem to think it, you know, make the comment that they didn't even think it was close. Uh, reserve is Brian Gottemiller's calf, and that calf is a typical, I, I think if you hear the name Brian Gottemiller, you have a a prototype in your mind tiny neck tiny headed big bodied big big hair fitted to the max expertly showed that's a brian Godemiller calf that was that heifer for spence that one's reserved the charlotte got in there and the charlotte was kind of a a northern indiana raised one uh from a embryo purchase from tim schaefer the way i understand it geiger raised that calf and that charlotte was you know i'm a charlotte fanatic enthusiast we have a handful of them that was a really good charlotte heifer uh, an outsider, Angela, I think that one was. Then the Neil Simitol heifer slides into fifth place. The Shorthorn heifer of, of Bratchers has won a bunch all year. That heifer looked good. The commercial heifer, which is actually a Maine Angus, but was showed as a commercial by Ah. That would have been a Gronk Annie Lou from Boyards. That heifer looked really, really good. Yeah, the heifer show was real good. Uh, I, was oh, yeah. there, I, I was there. I was there. Uh, did some of the commentating on Walton for the heifer show. The steer show at Indiana was the same day as our steer show at Ohio. Didn't get to study, study the steers, got to hear a little bit of the barn talk and certainly watch the grand drive. And Hey, if anybody who's listening to this has any. Pull with Indiana state fair, if we could get them to pick our champion steer before 10 o'clock at night on a Sunday, this dad would really like it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> uh, everybody wants to make their grand drives, like Oklahoma City, Indiana. I think started at about five fifteen with their pregame, and actually started about six, seven, eight, nine, ten
0: o'clock before they got to
1: before that champion steer was done. So that made for a long
0: night. And uh, I guess the Kelly family goes grand champion overall with their Keanini from uh, Bridwell and Caldwell, among others. Uh, reserve went to. The Hendrickson family, a really cool colored calf, uh, champion crossbred. Third overall was the Maine raised by my boy out in, in Ohio, old John Collins. Congrats to him and Jonathan Barrett. Fourth overall, God uh, peach-colored roan, raised by uh, Eichlers in South Dakota. And then fifth overall was? And that was
1: a white Baker calf.
0: Oh, Semitol. Semitol-influenced theory Is there any uh, I've unique? Heard, I've heard a, of, heard a lot of positive
1: on, on that overall steer. So there was a few people thought he could maybe have wedged up there a spot or two
0: there was a i'll just present the question and you can handle you can take it where you want uh I, there was a clip shared on facebook from walton webcasting of that champion crossbred drive i believe you know trying to win the indiana state fair you don't always have to go through the crossbreds but it sure don't hurt to win that breed there was three outstanding steers from the tail end of the show that I saw. One that wins, the cool colored one from Geffert, Wisconsin. The reserve was Henny's, with the steer that Steve Bonham himself personally picked out for the Henny Girls last year. And boy, did he look nice! And then the big husky one, the Van Meter family, the steer that wins the Hoosier Beef Congress. He got left out. That was a good cast, Yeah. Always going to be difference of opinion. You could kind of tell that judge kind of gravitated towards that amazing color pattern on the grand, but uh, all three of those steers need commended families in terms of presentation and and getting them right. They sure look nice. Oh, I would agree with you 100 percent there.
1: Th- those were yeah. those were nice steers.
0: Oh, the just a side note: the Henny girl uh, ends up winning the lamb show, so I guess you can't take your calf back into the grand drive if you've already in the sale of champions from a different species so if they had won the crossbred that would be kind of an awkward situation but uh any thoughts on that Yeah, and i don't live in indiana i don't
1: know the particulars real specifically but we're going to tell a little backstory on that henny lamb that lamb was raised by gary flippo in versailles ohio the county north of me very close family friends great guy got 50 ewes i mean he's retired He's got his little 50U project for his kids and some of the neighbor kids, and he orders some outside semen and raised the Grand Lamb at the Indiana State Fair, which is awesome, but if you go back 25 years, Brian Godemiller started by showing and trading sheep. A lot of people might not
0: remember that, and guess where Brian Gottemiller got his start?
1: Gary Flippo, Pow Creek Club Lambs.
0: I didn't know the lamb story, Kev, but I do remember you used to date a Flippo girl. Is there a relation there? Okay, we won't talk about
1: it. I think that's kind of a fun story, how just good livestock people kind of find each other and help each other and build each other and grow. So, yeah, Brian will tell you that back in the day, Gary and his partner really helped him out, selling him a bunch of nice lambs that he went ahead and traded. And, and Brian even raised some sheep. And I think Brian might have raised champion maybe one year at Michigan.
0: I know that Brian used to be tight with the Williams brothers. And the Williams, they're kicking ass to, uh, selling these lambs and raising them good. So I see the connection there. Okay, let's get back to the Mark Kenny family. Kevin,
1: go. His daughter had had the champion lamb at the Indiana State Fair. And the way I understand the rules is you only get to sell or only get premiums for one of your animals in the sale of champions. So he pulled his They, they were telling me he pulled his calf from the, from the Grand Drive after the crossbred gets selected reserve. I guess that calf would still have been harvested by Purdue. But, you know, he wasn't eligible for any premiums. So my understanding is he saved the calf back to show later this fall. That's probably what most of us would do in the same situation, especially that calf wasn't a real heavyweight calf. That calf was still light in the spectrum of a state fair weight. Yeah, the champion came
0: out of the class above him for sure. A hell of a show. The level of intensity with just everybody wanting to make that pulse, wanting to get that win. Uh, you'd mentioned earlier that they could make the prize money, basically nothing and people would still be warmed up to do it because it's all about the memories, all about the banner on the wall. I just thought about a unique circumstance from a couple of years ago. My wife won the 2019 Iowa State Fair market heifer show with a little female. We called Miss Two Oak, the Three Oak and One Oak. It felt good that day, but the third overall market heifer that day that didn't have to be sent to slaughter. Was uh, the Ryan Knudsen family from Esterville? Uh, they had owned that female with, uh, or bought her from Brad Smith. I believe Brad bought her back after the show. And guess what? That female, the third overall, that if she would have been one spot up, would have been on head, would have been on the chopping block just like ours. Guess what? That third overall female. Guess how that female ended up in the last couple of years since that 2019 Iowa State Fair gift. Uh Extra special is how she ended up. Right. <laughs> she was that was she was the donor great dam great, to great. uh the grand champion steer at the Cattleman's Congress that went on to win Fort Worth. Uh so double dip there and then that same mother, extra special monopoly, was the mother to the grand champion steer at the Oklahoma Youth Expo this past March. The black and white colored up one that I think bottom sold both those calves. So
1: they said, Brad, didn't Brad sell half of her for like all the money in California.
0: I don't know. I don't know all the details, Brad. I know you're listening. Whenever you uh, hear this, go ahead and text me or Kevin. We'll get the correct information on the air. But I think that according to what I heard in one of them, uh, Dakota red female sales of the first class deal, he had sold half of her for 62,000, which is a lot, but for the, what she's producing, that's, Pretty good returns so far. So good luck to uh, pennies, Brad and Pennies. Right, right, right. Good long-term investment for sure. I know that we have a, a clone to Margot coming. She's getting to be eight years old, and them cows that make you look smarter than you actually are—they don't come around every time. So we darn sure are trying to guarantee future success by. Creating a couple copies of Margot. what's the best cow that kevin mears has ever owned
1: i haven't owned her yet
0: well i'm sure it's going to become when old uh your boy <laughs> comes on strong and hard not to buy the one you want and justify it is it's a donor it's a long-term donor procha- uh purchase
1: you, you know when i when, when when my wife and i were dating i told her i said honey understand at some point i'm going to come to you." And I'm going to tell you that I'm going to. We, we I will have spent all of our money on a show cow. And she looked at me. She goes, I don't. I'm not sure I'm on board with that. And I said, it, it will. You just will have to trust me that it will be okay. I do remember uh, 2015, 5116 Cali, uh, when that heifer was at Colburn's. That's Primo's sister that won the Indiana State Fair, won Louisville, one Kansas City, and one Denver. And, and uh, she is the mother of of dignity and a handful of other cattle that Barry's sold. I remember when I saw that heifer, 4th of July weekend, slick sheared 110 degrees, we were doing some bulls for their August bull sale out there in California. And and at that point I went to Matt and said, what's it going to take to buy her? And and he chuckled and he said, uh, I think he said 50,000. And I said, okay, she's sold. He laughed and he said, no, we're not going to sell till later. And she brings 75,000 for half.
0: Kevin, you told me that you were sir, you called around looking for partners. How come you didn't call me, brother?
1: After she won Denver, after she won all those shows, they kind of said, yep, we should have listened. So, wasn't uh, that, that uh, was, uh,
0: there Austin Erwowski had one and, and Dave Geyer's kids had another full sister? Weren't there two sisters that did a bunch mm-hmm. of winning that year? Yeah, Dave Geyer's
1: kid had, had, had a full sister. Uh, yep. And they were quite a bit Telling different you. in their type and kind.
0: But they I retire whenever yeah, Margot raises ah, Margot did sort of close to that. She had grand at open show in Illinois last summer and, and grand at the junior show in Minnesota for the Wasmuns. But uh those two heifers were amazing, those two full sisters.
1: And then that you know, those heifers were out winning, and then Ohio Beef Expo time, they released the picture of Primo and so, I remember he sold five, six thousand units of semen in like a week. It was just the perfect storm. Had that bull have not had those two sisters out there, I don't know if people would have latched on and bred to him quite as heavily and would have had the success he had. I, I, we're going to share something with your listeners. We're going to share something with your listeners. Guys, uh, a young man out there in Iowa, cell seaman named Matt Lautner calls me this spring, and he says, hey, who, who, where is the best – who's got the best primo son? Who, who – What's the best primo son there is, Matt? what did I tell you? Prime time, I got him. Prime Prime time, <laughs> I mean, you already owned it Prime time. You were wanting yeah. you were wanting an Angus bull, but I'm like, I think the best primo son there is is Prime time for that minimum amount of semen that was made on that yeah. bull and the limited amount of uses he's had. Those cattle are awfully, awfully good
0: we got some prime time Margo's coming. That'll be a double quarter mating, so he'll be maintaining heifers. Uh, For sure, he's he's a pretty dynamic bull. Gone too soon. Whenever it comes to show heifers and show heifer bulls, don't ever get too far away from Kendall Bremer. That boy, I think he's uh, doing good in the steer game, but his heifer game's strong. A little little shout-out for prime time's family tree. His uh, full sister wins the all Iowa Showdown last year. His maternal sister by Gronk, who I think is the – Top upcoming main bull, uh, maternal sister by Gronk out of Primetime's mother was champion at the Southern Iowa Showdown and one of the favorites at the All Iowa Showdown this past weekend. So, that's a pretty dynamic bloodline. Uh, tell me about Kenny Bremer. Kendall is
1: extremely sharp, but spend some time with Kenny. That guy, uh, him and Kendall's mother and father are extremely good livestock people, and that Kenny, he, he he's he's kind of a grumpy guy. You got even if you get to know him he's still kind of grumpy but you'll learn a lot talking to kenny he's pretty sharp i mean kendall just didn't get that way by accident
0: shout out to kevin bremer too that guy's got name me one other i don't know if this will be received like i want it to be but name me one other person that's non-name brand quote-unquote or not spending you know just really aggressively that uh has basically won all the majors for their kids Uh, they had reserve at denver reserve at kansas city that's kevin bremer i don't I think they got Louisville done. They've had a couple of close calls.
1: No, Kevin's yeah. extremely sharp. Matt, what was gonna be a five minute recap of the state fair we're now forty <laughs> five minutes into. Yes. Gotta uh, go. Is it, good job, uh, Kev. Is good I'm glad yet. you enjoyed your
0: I'm glad you enjoyed your summer vacation. Uh I've got a few things to end the show with. Kevin Mears' Snapchat handle, the number one livestock photographer in the world. He's not gonna have much time but if you I have some needs you might reach out to Kev and see if he's got some Openings available. I'd there are a few openings this, this time. There are a
1: few openings just from people moving sales around. So if you've tried yep. to get me in the past and it was impossible, maybe it may, might work out for you this year.
0: Kevin L. Mears on Snapchat added today. His number is 937 533 0169. We had a discussion earlier in the summer, Kevin, talking about your path from high school. To the year two thousand and ten or so whenever I met you, you have a truly fascinating story, and you need to tell <laughs> your story. It's kind of like uh Eldon Miller's story without the denver uh, controversy. Is there any way we could uh we could get you to to tell your story someday
1: uh maybe come on, please maybe I have opinions they're my opinions. you appreciate them, but I am not egotistical to think that people really care what I think or say.
0: Oh, people want more cowbell. They want more Kevin Mears for sure. So, uh, in review, John Sullivan, Eldon Miller, Senator Chuck Grassley. Give me one sentence on each podcast. You've been on vacation all summer long.
1: John Sullivan's was his answers to your questions. There's no doubt about why he's a winner. He is focused on winning, whether it's at business, whether it's breeding cattle, whether it's raising cattle, whether it's being a dad to them kids, and people can say what they want, that girl can stick them with the absolute best of them, and she has the opportunity to show a lot of good ones, but that girl, I believe, puts in as much work and effort as as any young person does. Uh, I've been a big fan of Eldon Miller's for a long time. He was one of the first people that really got on board and helped promote me and my photography. and. And and he would, you know, he would say, Kevin, I, I don't know what you're doing, but your your pictures just look so – he gave me a lot of compliments, and, and I really appreciate him when I was young and starting out, and I knew a lot of the stories that he told. I remember one time he made a comment about something he had published, and somebody was going to sue him, and he went and got lawyers, and they said, you know, by law, you can say anything as long as it's true. Chuck Grassley, uh, that was fun. I hope he finds more time for you to do another follow-up interview. I mean, come on. You got sandwiched between Tucker Carlson and some other big wig. Uh, I want <laughs> I, to know more about what he's doing with the beef industry and the beef markets. Uh, and i would be really interesting to hear his take on what Governor Abbott just did in Texas getting that, that producer-owned Packer organization.
0: Sounds good. Well, you're going to have to co-host that next time he comes on in October. Summer uh, vacation is over, Kev, so get ready for it. (laughs) I've
1: ordered new Carhartt t-shirts. I've got new shorts coming. I've got got all my new gear coming. Uh, We're ready to...
0: Oh, yeah. Sounds good, Kev. He's been a stud. Now it's time to support his business as he supported the big show. And we're all doing this for free, even to this day.
1: If you didn't like our comments on any of the cattle show, contact (laughs) Berkhovey.
0: Have a good rest of the week, Kev. We'll be in touch. See you, buddy. Bye-bye.